Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello once again and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Today's Truth Minute is taken from the book of Jeremiah 29 verses 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and I hope. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what your experience has been. I don't know what your journey. But I'm here to tell you this. You may be struck, but remember you're not destroyed. You may be hard-pressed, but for sure not crushed. Perplexed, but do not despair. Persecuted, you won't be, but but not and not forsaken. Remember these storms will not last forever. Therefore, be still and know that He is God. That is the amazing truth. Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Uh, thank you for that. We are back. We are back. Uh, I don't know what to call this episode. Uh, we are back like we, are, we never we left. Back like we never left. But we have a special, special, special episode for you today. Uh, you've for the last two weeks you've listened to Rehema and her story, all of part one and part two, and she dropped gems. She told us about her story and how she ended up homeless, attempted suicide. Uh, she came from a genocide hit country. She has built her self-confidence in a very beautiful way. And she owns, she's a, a successful entrepreneur at the moment. Yeah. Rahema's yeah. Cuts and those that have, have gone to get their haircuts, thank you and mention Amazing Street Podcast to get a $20. And off. follow and subscribe. And follow and subscribe. Street. Yes. So we are here because... Uh, one thing you didn't know when she came when she came to record the last two weeks, she brought her friend, mm-hmm. her best friend that she's known since they were 14, 14 years old. Um, and and yeah, do you have we ever had a friend you've had since fourteen? Yeah. That's the Ezra. That's the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but with me as always, I have Ezra uh, and and Collins. and and Collins as well. <laughs> so we are just gonna jump right in. We'll let you. We'll let her introduce herself. And uh, tell us a little bit about herself and what she does and go from there. All right. Uh, my name is Kezi and I'm Rahema's friend, <laughs> as it was said. Um, I've known Rahema since I was 14. And I won't say how, much, how old I am now, but uh, <laughs> so a long time. <laughs> are, you, are you guys in the same age group? Kenan, stop being so She wants me to say yeah. I'm older than her. Let's just oh, keep it okay. that way. I'm older than her. No, hey. but uh, I've known her since we were 14. Um, so we've been friends for that long, right. but we've had some ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But somehow we always like get back to being friends. And um, personally, I'm a social worker, um, has been working at Hennepin County for the past five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a licensed individual, um, independent clinical social worker. 
Um, I have a master's in social work and that's what I do now. Good. In yeah, the presence think, of the best. And I think <laughs> as a, whatever she just said, mm-hmm. just put my name there. <laughs> so, for, so now I'm not a host anymore. I think you should address me. You know, you guys, you know. <laughs> no, but anyway. it's professional. Yeah, yeah. You are pro- respect but, on your name. But, but I don't it's, know it's, if I can come to you. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Ezra, we've said this before. It's nice to see an African social worker just like yourself. So yes. when I heard she was a social worker mm-hmm. and a clinical independent social worker just like I am, I was, it was exciting. That's why you invited That's me. Yeah, that's why I had to bring her back. Because, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Anyways, we're glad to have you let's, here. Let's, let's, let's hop into this. I think the agenda for today is simple. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a friend right. to Rehema, who, for those who have listened to the previous podcast, has gone through this journey? What has it been for you to be a friend? And we'll, yeah. Because she mentioned that she had friends who she had to kick up, kick out, she had to distance herself. So we'll look at you in that perspective. How was it? How has it been to being a friend to her in all this um right in this in her journey so i think in the i mean in the beginning like everything was like normal we were like regular high school friends just talking every day messaging every day so as she said like because she was like so energetic like a lot of people they don't see when you present a different way like people might just see you as like oh, oh this person is like talkative she has energy but then even me like i didn't see like what was going on but if you look back like you can start like to see some signs like um like when she mentioned about like when she texted me i was going to school in iowa at the time and so i wasn't even there and i was like i i, I don't believe this like we have like gone out she's always like happy she's always smiling like why would she all of a sudden like want to like say oh i'm not gonna be there anymore or something like that so that was like the first time i think that was actually the first person i knew in my life who was even though she said she didn't attempt but that had that thing happen so she 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 texted you and that text was yeah Ram, would you tell us what that text was I believe it was around the same text I sent her and my sister. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. more yeah. I love you and bye. Yeah, yeah. she it was yeah. really random. It was like you're not going to see me anymore or I'm leaving like bye. And I'm like all the way in Iowa and I'm like who am I going to call? Mm. How do I call the police and tell them like get to where she is? Mm. And so that was like the first time that I was like oh there's like something wrong. But then like even like just moving forward like to right now um and i want to talk more about like symptoms like i know she touched on like symptoms to look for or like how you can tell if somebody's like struggling with mental health and this might not apply to everybody but this mm-hmm. is just like general from what i've seen in my personal experience and my uh professional experience so like with rahema she mentioned like the manic and so she has really bad impulses like i would say that like she makes like a decision like she would be like i'm buying that car today mm-hmm. she has the money she'll just go buy it like right like there's no talking her out of it mm-hmm. there's no like oh let me think about this she's like i'm moving to california like tomorrow <laughs> there is she did that recently she was like oh i'm moving tomorrow to colorado and i'm like what like 
Rehema, Rehema, we just advertised your business. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 It still uh, it was it, like she said it still was an impulsive decision. It was an it was impulsive. impulsive. Yeah, yes. like she mm-hmm. was just like I've sold everything in my apartment, I'm going tomorrow. Like yeah. when did you think about this? Like mm. last night I was yeah. thinking about it and I did it. And so that's like something like if you have a friend or if you have people that are like making impulsive. like crazy impulsive choices, then that might be like a sign or like like we would be talking like just fine every day and then like one day or three days like she goes like dead like i don't hear anything and i'm like what's what's going on and then if you reach out she would be like short like giving you like one word like yes no but usually she like messages like s's like she'd be writing mm-hmm. so that's another thing too that i've i've noticed like if if sh- her conversation starts like changing or if you're used to like talking to somebody every day And then all of a sudden, like you don't talk to them after like three days, and then usually she o- always ends up saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling like really sad today," or "I've been feeling like really bad the past three days," or something like that. So at first, like, <laughs> and before, because I also didn't understand mental health until like I went into school for it. And so before, like as a friend, you'd be like, "Oh, this is so frustrating," or like, "This person is like, what they're they're inconsiderate," or blah 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 blah. But now because of like my work and because of like I know like mental health better, I'm able to like understand like when she's going through those things and I'm like, I don't take it personal. Like, oh, she's just being like, give her the space. And then I can always almost tell like, okay, it's been a few days. So like, let's recoup and then we take it back from there. So you're, you're patient with her. Right. Yeah. So if you have, yeah, friends, children or parent, whatever, like patience is one thing. Um, but yeah, as far as like, things to look out for like isolation mm-hmm. um crazy spending or just um just crazy habits that are like out of the norm then those would be like some signs i know she mentioned the desire of uh, no desire of doing what she likes like yes. she wakes up tomorrow and says i don't like cutting anymore i'm gonna stay home and not cut. take me to the hospital that's, oh, that's, oh that's yeah sign, yes right? yeah, yeah i will definitely yeah that's and, been one yeah. constant yeah. Yeah. yeah and it could be a kid who likes to play basketball Yes. And they yes. say oh, I don't want to play basketball anymore. Yep. That's yeah. Or it could be a, a friend who like you say let's go out or something they're like I don't want to do that. So let me ask you me I'm here as the nobody social workers and <laughs> <laughs> I see in uh, in my line of profession also work with a lot of young people. I see a lot of posts on social media. I see a lot of some of these tendencies you're mentioning what, what how how do you advise people like us to reach how do we reach out to uh, yeah. right right now i can just tell you like last weekend i got a, a message last weekend yeah last friday night from someone who tell to me reach out to so and so because right now if nobody if someone doesn't reach out to them we might regret that moment mm. What do I do? You reach out. Re- yeah, I was going to say re- definitely reach out and if you can go there and per- reach out in person. Like mm-hmm. don't person. just send a text like yes. hey cuz if 
if like Rahima would have said that and then her sister would have been like, oh, what's going on? Is everything okay? Like they don't have mm-hmm. the time to go back and yes. forth like mm-hmm. texting you. So if you can like send someone in person, go there in person. Because sometimes um, even though like Rahima said she w- she didn't do it because she was looking for attention or a cry for help. But a lot of times like suicide attempts have been proven to be like a cry for help help. Mm -hmm. yes and so like if somebody does something and they don't see the like it could start like i'm gonna take this one pill Mm -hmm. and if nobody observes it or does anything then nobody cares then they're gonna take it higher so just Mm -hmm. go there in person send somebody and so that they can know that there's somebody that cares so and then is it is it right to a some a reaction to call the cops is that what how how would you perceive that I, I'm oh, the cops for me are it's a tricky situation so it's let's say it's a man who's like having like the episode that Rahima was having at the gas station when she talked mm-hmm. about in the other episode yeah. like the cops sometimes like with all the killings with the black people like cops might not know how to handle that mm-hmm. so I guess you would have to assess and see how safe it is for you to reach out to the cops like yeah. if it's like a crazy episode then of course like they always say call 911 call the ambulance um but like it's it's tricky with the cops like and it's tricky with like black males mm-hmm. black females are a little safer but it's very tricky to call the cops on somebody who's having like a manic yeah. episode or a, a psychosis like stage um yeah, yeah. in my so in, i want to bring in yeah Ken, one second Collins. i just want to add to that just in in my line of work i think right now with um the black lives matter and george floyd the incident i think the, the cops are now trying to integrate social workers mm-hmm. in their precincts like when they respond so you when you call if you have to call the cops i think that's the first line of defense if you have to do that mm-hmm. tell them you think it's a Mental, mental health episode. It's a mental yeah. illness. You think this person is going to right and then they'll send the right person. They will not send probably. They'll send CIT officers, mm-hmm. and they'll be able to de-escalate That's the situation true. better than and cops coming also, and throwing guns. <laughs> I don't have. I have. I can give you the numbers, but there's a crisis number for each county, like Ramsey County, Hennepin County. Mm-hmm. They have a crisis number that if somebody's yeah. having a crisis for adult and for children, you can call them. And then they'll send somebody to like de-escalate the situation. Yeah. So alongside with the cops, like six one two three four eight one two two three. There you go. Yep, that's I, the number. I, I do that in my. I, I do that as a side hustle. I work for Cope, and they call oh, mental yeah. health mm-hmm. crisis. You, they'll you don't even have my me. number. <laughs> 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 that's no. a, I, every social worker needs to have that number. Let, let, let me bring in. Let me, let me bring in Collins here. But I want to ask this question as Collins comes to ask this question. Where can I get friends like you? <laughs> or where can people? Because friendships, really, honestly, I think friendships go a long way in these issues we are talking about. Yes. And and building those relationships, I think, can be crucial too. Anyways, CPS, that's what you do. And that number is 612-596-1223. Is that for Ramsey County? That's, or that's County? for Hennepin County. If okay. you're in Hennepin County. But if you go to, if you Google mental health crisis response in different counties, and we have these resources on our website. Check our website. We have those resource, resources as well. Now, Rehema. Yes. When you distance your, distanced yourself from, you know, there's a time you distanced yourself from, from everybody mm-hmm. and you wanted to kind of do an inward introspection of yourself. Um, what did you want your friends to ask you or when they asked you, what, what did you want them to, to know? 
It's hard to answer that though because I myself almost didn't know what was going on. So it's almost like you know that you're not okay, but you don't know how to be okay right away, but you know that you're going to be okay, but you can't just snap your fingers and be okay. So it's one of those things like I know I'm not okay, but I can't tell you what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So like you said as a friend, let me assess and see what is going on. But it's where you hope that you have true friends who know you for who you are. And that's why I was saying like having people you party with, they will know you in that party mood, but they will not know you personally. Because even just this past summer, I had a birthday party where I invited some people and I invited a person who was going through mental health too. And at first I was like, maybe let me not have them there because we have alcohol, we have all of these things. But at the same time, I was like, let's include because we have to learn self-control, right? As adults. So instead of having to say, let me not go there because because that thing is there, why don't I go there even though that thing is there, but I can control myself? Mm-hmm. So that person came with friends. But by the end of the night, that person had to come back to the hotel with me and my friends. Mm-hmm. We weren't that close to that person. But I said, the fact that you came here with people, you are sick, actually. They left you here. In the morning, we had to Uber you home and the next day. So distancing was almost like, I know what I'm going through, a little bit of it. I know that you may not understand it. And I'm at the point where I feel strong enough to walk by myself so that I don't have to ever, so that I don't have to ever hear somebody say, how did we not know? Yeah. She was smiling because I've heard that a lot. Yeah. So I was like, I'll save you that. Wow. Wow, Kenan. Yeah. Yeah. This is resilience right here. Um to Kezi. 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 Yeah. We'll just say that for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Yeah. Um having uh spent that time with uh, with Rahema and having watched her in her darkest moment and having watched her in her brightest moment, um, how um, how do you... Uh, what I'm trying to ask is how do you... Kenan. Help me out. Help me out. I have uh, a question in me, but we'll give you time. Oh, is, is the mind reader? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this one I can't read. Let me oh. think through yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I want to ask social media. Okay. Now, social media has a cry for help. I know this. We've seen Facebook and all this, and then there's talk about the 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 role social media plays in making mental health worse or making it better. Oh my goodness. I don't even think we have time, but (laughs) (laughs) social media, yeah, for there's good and there's bad, but social media, what it's done, um, because you can post things on social media that are not true. Like I can sit here in this room and go on Facebook or Instagram and post that I'm in like Dubai living my best life or something. Mm And people would look at that and be like, oh, my life sucks. Like, why don't I have yeah. the same, like, yeah. kind of, like, like life? Like, I want to be like her. She's always going, like, 
everywhere or she's like so skinny or she's like and there's like photoshop right so people mm -hmm. like would post pictures like celebrities do it all the time like you see pictures and you're like oh she looks so good and i'm so fat she has like no pimples and i have all these pimples and so people perceive things on social media as like reality mm -hmm. but when in true like it's not they might not be like living that like she was saying like you can be at a party and then go sleep like in your car and you're homeless and people would be like oh you i like what you have on you have such a fun life meanwhile you're like going from car to like the clubs and people it's think you have like exactly like people that. think you have this like high life and you're like have all this money um or you can be like bowling just like buying people things and then meanwhile you're like have you're crippling in debt so people will be like oh you're so rich like i want to be like you and people when they start to perceive that like you might get depressed over that like why am i not so there's like a lot of comparison the social media has allowed that contributes to like people's mental health in making it worse but at the same time like social media the way that it helps like first like you can somebody can post like i don't want to be here and then you can know right mm -hmm. away so then you'll be able to like go check in on them or like hey what's going on or um there's always like these resources like people post like if you're having a mental breakdown or if you're struggling with suicide please call us and so you can see that so it plays a role in like both the good and the bad but i think the worst thing the social media has done is like the comparison thing mm -hmm. it just Make, yeah. makes everything so much worse yeah that's very true now uh back to my question how how have you managed um to know when to mm. give her the support she needs yeah. and when to pull back i think a lot of it for me is honestly accredited to my uh like profession and my schooling because like, i got to like learn all these things in school and i get to practice it so it's all like you, like you cannot stop i don't think i can you can stop being a social worker if, every time like if she says something i'm like assessing her mm -hmm. or if she like oh she i haven't heard from her in two days like what's going on like it's like an assessment so i'm like i'm able to like kind of just always view from that lens of like assessment and analyzing and then i can be like okay it's been two to three days like let me come back or let me give her her space now just like what a lot of it I learned from like work and from school. I don't talk think to I knew parents. that before. <laughs> talk to parents who may have a child mm. that ha that is uh, experiencing what she went through and they don't have the background mm -hmm. of a social worker. Yeah. They have not gone to school, they have not uh, studied, uh, but they see the ups and downs and all this. How How can this parent get to know when uh, Rehema needs help and when it is safe to give her the space to. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah. I think um, a lot of the things that I've seen, and I work with kids, um, so a lot of the things that kids say, um, and every kid is different. Like people who have kids will tell you this, like no one child is like the same. Like all the kids have like different personalities like one child might want to be left alone. Another child might like want to be hugged or something like that. So I think the first thing which a lot of people mentioned is get to know your kids, like talk to them, um, get, take time to know them. Cause once you know them, you will know like what they, what they're like, what um, things that they don't like. And then 
they will feel comfortable coming to you and like speaking to you. But if you start seeing like some of the symptoms that we were mentioning, like isolation, staying in the room, being sad, being impulsive and things like that. If you don't have the background, like you can honestly do like a simple Google search, like therapist near me or something like that. And then maybe call, call them and say, or call the crisis number that we just mentioned, like, hey, this is happening. Like, what can you like recommend or call the hospital? Like anybody would be more than happy to give you like additional places to go to. But definitely I'll say, talk to your kids, get to know your kids, have conversations and um, that would make such a big difference. Yes. Um, now you listen to her story in her childhood. Uh, explain what protective factors are and what did you see them? What did you see in her? Right. So protective factors um, in the world of social studies are they're the things that are in place that kind of help you maintain like the sanity and they protect you from like doing bad things or bad things from happening. So some of her protective factors, like um, the first one she mentioned was like the faith, um, like having faith, always like believing in something higher than you, like that kind of like keeps, like kept her alive and kept her like from harming herself or like from doing worse than she could have done. So that's something that's going to make you stronger. Like another protective factor um, that I would say would be like her passion for haircutting yeah. that's something that has remained like constant in her life even up to now so like always like having that like to look forward to like it keeps her like here every time she thinks of like oh i want to do this to myself but then she's like but i love this thing i have this thing that i love like so much mm -hmm. so that kind of like helps her like be here and then another protective factor which is like tricky because it can also be a risk factor but her family um, and her background, like where she came from, those are the like systems that kind of have um, produced like resilience in her, even though it has contributed to like her mental health declining, but it also has like helped her become like more resistant. Cause even when she talked about, she went to Uganda and then she was able to see like how worse people have it. And then you can come back here and look at your life and be like, it could be worse even that's not a good thing necessarily but for her like that helped her like keep going so her family and um where she came from are also like protective factors and um yeah i think yeah. those are the main ones that i can yeah so remember from her story it's yeah it's important to know what your protective factors are and also your risk factors as well because if you are aware of them then you know when you're going far left, you know, that's a risk. If you're going to a club and no alcohol triggers right. you mentally, you know, that's a risk factor. A risk factor. And it's right. good. And if that's why we always tell, say, God, if you have need, if you have a need for therapy, go, cause you can unpack these things and you can actually write them down. So I'd encourage write down your risk factors mm -hmm. and write down your protective factors. Social so you have media. them visual, you have visual. You if you're struggling, you can just jump into it and just, you know, go yeah. to the next step. Yeah. Of course, this this counts as one of the things that the uh, the community can listen to and get a lot of um, a, a lot of knowledge about uh, this. Are there any resources for the community at large? Yes, uh, friends. You know, uh, parents of course have the the benefit of living with their children and knowing what their characters are. 
friends, some people you just meet one day. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the interesting thing Rahema said is she saw someone and knew that she was struggling with uh, mental illness. And of, although uh, she had been left with uh, by the friends that she came with, you are able to help uh, protect, that, uh, uh, protect that friend of yours and make sure that she doesn't do. Yeah, uh, those, that's another protective factor, friends, like having the right people around you. Mm-hmm that would like keep you from farther harm. Like, so make sure you always surround yourself with like good company or good people because it's very detrimental to your mental health. Very true. So, I, I, man, I think I need a social worker in my life. Just to come. You have one right there? <laughs> 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 I, I think I'm his social worker. He got too and everything. <laughs> but anyways, let me, let me, Rama, you've been quiet for a while. I think I'm it's here. about time we bring you back. As we start winding up, a couple of questions that I want to ask is, both of you have walked this journey together for a while. How open are you to meet a group of young people or anyone that might be interested who might ask questions that we cannot be able to ask because we want to continue propagating this message of hope and help to others? And uh, just, just, just how open are you? That's a quick yes, no whatever absolutely no no i'm just kidding i i am very open actually as as he mentioned um there's not a lot of african uh social workers and every time like, i recently met some like young african girl and she was like oh my god you're a social worker i'm also going to be a social worker like i don't know anybody in my family like how do i get my license how do i get this how do i get there and so just even like the education piece mm-hmm. just like helping or mentoring um like i I want to do that like all day, every day. So like anybody who has a question or anybody who needs like resources, parents, families, and there's also culturally appropriate resources. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's like therapists that are like of African background um, because that's another conversation for another time. But um, I definitely can connect anyone to a lot of any resources awesome and and, and you share those resources we also have them in our website for people yeah. are listening so that they can be able to get those what about you rahema i would definitely say yes and um if you've heard my story for the past few weeks mm-hmm. i think it's i think it goes to show that even though those things happened i'm able to talk to somebody and uplift them mm-hmm. i will not help you sink yeah so and also the fact that she did say there are not that many African social workers, mm-hmm. African mm-hmm. therapists. Yeah. So sometimes when you have somebody you can relate to, mm-hmm. it's simpler and easier for you to express. Let, let, let me so let me come. Let, let me put okay. let me put a plug here. I'm sorry. It's okay. I keep on putting my friend Kenan down, but <laughs> on all seriousness, he's a social worker and yes. actually he he does a good job. I just yes. got convicted <laughs> that I might be he losing just had one of them. Had right? the opportunity but, to but, shine. But yeah, but yes, go ahead, go ahead, Rahema. So you're open to that. I'm very open, and another reason why I say this is because I consider myself a social butterfly now. Mm-hmm. I love to go out. Mm-hmm. But I go out with the intention of wanting to be around other human beings, not for the troubleness of it. Mm-hmm. So I also want to say, while you're dressing up nicely to go out, mm-hmm. please make sure your mind is good. Mm-hmm. While you're going out every single weekend, these people that you're drinking with, please make sure they'll have your back the next day. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing more sad than spending a whole weekend with people drinking, and then the next day you have an issue. 
and nobody mm. nobody yeah. comes to rescue i am known by people in this place mm. but the fact that i could sleep not i mean i do know some people too that i've could gone to but to know that you are known or know so many people yet be able to sleep on the eh, mm-hmm. yeah it was a choice mm-hmm. but the fact that it had to become a choice given how many people i knew mm-hmm. so that alone did i know you for good reasons so take care of yourselves please uh, take care of yourselves collins this is this is a very informative good conversation i wanted to start wrapping up but as we wrap up I just want to make this plug simply because someone is struggling with mental illness it doesn't mean that they are not a normal human being no not at all I think sometimes we put that label that stigma and we see them just like you might be struggling with uh pornography mm-hmm. just like you're struggling with you know I don't know whatever you're struggling with right. it's only that yours is not public so remember that these are struggles yet, yet exactly yet these are struggles and we all go through them and uh it's it's that's why we're doing this Anna put both two of you at the spot please do talk to each other for all these years you've known each other oh talk to each other what is it that you've never told each other what is it that you're proud of talk to each other oh, just we're not here that's easy have a good conversation as we wind up i i oh i've messaged plenty of times before but i think my most proudest moment is rahema opening up her her own business mm. like she's been talking about cutting hair for mm. ever mm-hmm. even before she started cutting like she was braiding hair mm-hmm. and um so hair is like honestly like her passion mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of people that get to follow their passion And so even if it doesn't like work out like at least you got to like try it for yourself and as she said like that's one of the main decisions that she got to make for herself because mm-hmm. a lot of the decisions are made for us but um another thing that she's doing is breaking barriers especially like in the African community black community there's not I have not seen a lot of female barbers and especially if you go back home people are going to be like what what are you doing mm-hmm. like a lot of people are like girls can't cut hair I'm not mm-hmm. going to let no girl cut my hair mm-hmm. blah 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 but the fact that she's doing it like it's like opening doors for a lot of like young people or other like young girls who might want to like go into that business or venture into that so um despite of like all her struggles and everything like she has managed to get to where she is right now and it's really impressive and one thing about african people they're very resilient so i'm just incredibly proud of the business that she has and the life that she has made awesome well thank you so much and then i also would love to thank you for being one of the first few women that taught me the importance of friendship Mm. friendship that goes so deep that you almost become like sisters Mm -hmm. and like i was telling you the other day that's why it hurts so much when our friendship would uh separate Mm -hmm. without any reason Mm -hmm. so and i also want to say as i know what you have gone through in order to do your schooling Mm -hmm. very proud and that's the thing like she said we're very resilient Mm -hmm. so that's why let's now look at each other and see somebody go through something and think that I won't go through that mm-hmm. or why are they going through that let's just be kind because yeah. resilience is needed mm-hmm. resilience is needed we're all in this country i mean i would say the word foreign mm-hmm. but also we are and like the traditions too so if we're able to 
follow something and stick with it and finish it. Self-discipline, self-control, and also know what you want for yourself. This lady had to go to school. Mm. She did it. Everything was against her, but she was patient. She had to do what she had to do in order to do that. Mm -hmm. So if you can hear my voice or look at me and think that I'm confident and believe that I am confident, yet hear all the things that I just said, you can get over depression. Awesome. And let's say you don't have depression, but you have insecurities. Mm -hmm. What's your excuse then? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, I want to say one more thing. I also want to say that it's really brave of her to come. I know you guys have mentioned this, but it's really brave for her to come and share all her stories, especially like mental health is such a stigmatized thing in the African community and the black community that like people would be like, oh, she's just crazy. Or like, they don't understand, like, what do you have to be depressed about? You're in the US, there's like starving kids back home. Like you have a car, you're here, like you're pretty. Like, what do you have to be, you're skinny. Like, what do you have to be depressed about? Like, that's not even, they cannot like phantom like depression or anxiety. Like, what's that? Like, what do you have to be anxious about? So the fact that she's like talking about this and she constantly shares her story to like anybody that would listen, so it like it opens up like so many doors to like people, parents, like kids, anybody that is out there to just kind of normalize like that mental health, like it's real, like and mental health is physical health. Like if you're not phys mentally well, you're not gonna be physically you know? well. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, as we wind up, Collins can give us a parting shot. Kenan, as you lock, close us down, let me say this: We love you. We celebrate you. We appreciate you and we are honored just to listen at your stories. Here we always say your test becomes your testimony. Yes, your I believe Your mess that too. becomes your message. So thank you Anytime. for doing this. And we hope, pray, and trust that someone's life will be changed because of what you guys have done here. Collins, parting shot, then can I close this show forever? At least for now, <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> well, um, I've sat here, listened, Thank you, Ezra. and I'm very thankful for your courage, your resilience, your boldness to come and share very vulnerable information. Um, and I hope our listeners, especially young people, can hear this story and receive hope that they still, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's not. God is with us. God is able to turn our, our world around as he did for you. And I want to just encourage anyone um, to come and talk to you, talk to us, find us, and get the help that you need. Thank you so much. Thank you. Once again, thank you. Thank you, ladies. We really appreciate that. Um, again, listen to this story. Give us your feedback. Follow us on our social media. And uh, we, again, so brave of you. Thank you for the support you're giving her. And uh, may yes, thank you. Pray that the Lord will still walk with you now and forever. Amen. And that Amen. is the Amazing Truth Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you 
and see you on the next one.